You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Okay, I didn't get a chance to talk about this today. It has to do with a lot of media stuff. I love talking about some of this stuff because I, I find it fascinating. Clearly, it's what I do for a living, both at the score and at DePaul. I cover sometimes and teach media. So I wanted to talk about some of the changes that are happening around football and bring an interesting candidate back into the forefront of doing color analysis. Just wait, I'll get there. Andrew Marchand, who covers media for the New York Post, does an amazing job of it, reports that Drew Brees signed a deal with NBC for after his playing days are over. And the idea, according to Marchand, is he's going to do some color analysis for Notre Dame games and he's going to be on Football Night in America. Supposedly, there's no threat to Chris Collinsworth who Peter King says is in great health and is not being pushed out. Now, Drew Brees probably wants to play for another couple years or at least one year, considering that deal that he signed with, with the Saints. I've interviewed Drew Brees on a couple different occasions. I've had an interview with him on television and an interview with him on radio. I find him to be very thoughtful and very thorough He's really good at explaining quarterback stuff, which is all the rage now. If you're trying to do analysis on football games, you want an ex-quarterback to try and explain the game to you. I think he's got a lot of charisma. He has a lot of goodwill built up with not just the fans in New Orleans who adore him, and if he wanted to run for governor someday, he could. But with football fans in general, I think that he's... One of those people, it's hard to not like Drew Brees. If you look at what his leadership was like, as much as a leader, a football player can lead after Katrina, if you look at how he and his family have donated, what, $5 million to help with the COVID-19 pandemic in New Orleans, which got hit really hard, but it looks like it's starting to make some progress. He's got a great Q rating. He's likable. People respect him. They trust him. And I I think that if he wants to do this, I think he'd be a really good fit for it. I will say, though, and this will get into my next part of this story, too. I will say that I'm still not convinced. I don't know how we could use the data. I'm not convinced that any of these broadcasts are so helped by the analyst that people won't watch them if Analyst X isn't there. 
here's what I mean. I haven't liked the Monday Night Football team. I wanted to give it a fair shot. I really like Joe Tessitore as a college football play-by-play guy. I think he's got great energy for that, and I always enjoy like catching those games on ESPN with him. And I think that Booger McFarlane is maybe a little bit miscast as an analyst, and I was expecting that once they got Jason Witten out of there, he would give more time for Booger to give his thoughts. I like Booger better in a studio. I think that he needs to be in a place where he can breathe and he doesn't have to wait on the play-by-play guy to bring him in. That being said, there was never a moment, even in me kind of going, eh, you know, this, this isn't the best for me as a consumer. There was never a moment where I was like, I'm not going to watch Monday Night Football because Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane are calling the action. It, it, football, to me... I could see that being a thing in baseball, maybe, maybe in baseball and and hockey for sure. But in hockey, the strength of a broadcast is always going to be the play-by-play guy because you need someone to explain to you what the hell is going on. It's why Doc Emmerich is so revered because of his ability to have that deep of a vocabulary and access that vocabulary as play is going on, which is at a frenetic pace. Clearly, he has the best analyst in Eddie, and it makes for a great broadcast. So I kind of understand it in hockey. Like, if someone put Pierre in the booth, I think people would revolt. They'd still watch the Stanley Cup final. But with football, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who is calling the action on the, the biggest games of the week on Sunday and Monday night or just the regular stuff on Fox. It kind of doesn't, we're going to watch. And I still have not been presented with enough data that says to me, nope, people are going to tune out. If Drew Brees isn't on that broadcast in two years, I'm not going to watch the Sunday night game of the week. Yes, you are. I just saw numbers from, and, and we're in unprecedented times now when it comes to sports coverage. ESPN had 22 million people tune in for a replay of a Monday night game from 12 years ago last week. Do you think they care about who the the announcers were? I think it was Tony Kornheiser who was doing analysis on that game. And people hated Tony Kornheiser doing analysis on that game. I know I'm not comparing apples and oranges totally, or I am comparing apples and oranges a little bit. But come on. And now the the latest news is that there are some people who believe that Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler should call the Monday night game if they can't get if they can't get Peyton Manning to agree and he's clearly not going to agree. By the way, if you have not checked out Peyton's places on ESPN Plus, highly recommend it. And there's an episode about the death of the fullback that is worth your time trust there's also a great every episode i've watched has been great but they go to lombardi's house there's a sit down with virginia mccaskey they tell the story of george hallis missing the boat literally missing the uss eastland before it sank in the chicago river it's a really well done thing that they did but he's he doesn't seem like he's interested in being in the booth 
even with the crazy Tony Romo money that's out there right now. So Herb Street and Fowler, I love watching those guys do college football. And I have no doubt in my mind that they could do pro football. None. But I go back to what I was saying before. It's not like if if they can't, if they're not great at it, which I suspect that they will be, if they're not great at it, I'm be like, no, I'm not going to watch Monday Night Football. And I understand that they're trying to get the best product that they can. I'm not sure that this is ESPN's best solution, especially when you add in that you would be putting more pressure on Herb Street and Fowler with them not wanting to give up the big game on Saturday night for college football. And Herb Street has gone on the record and said that, that he doesn't see himself leaving college football. It takes a lot to get prepared for a game. Is I, I know that you, you may think that people just roll up and call a game. And some broadcasters, you can be like, oh, they, they just rolled up. But it's really difficult. In football, I think hockey is the hardest to do play-by-play for. Radio play-by-play, I can't imagine trying to do hockey. I can't imagine it. It seems impossible. The job that John Weideman does on Blackhawks games is amazing to me. Football, there's so many players that you have to keep accounted for. In television and in a production like ESPN and Monday Night Football, you're going to have staff that's going to help out. There's going to be spotters. But anyone who's ever done play-by-play before, and I've done play-by-play, not at that level, but I did call the the 2000, what was that, 2018? 2018 State Finals. 5A and 6A. So I had to I had to get ready for two different games. So we're talking about 200 players. You should have seen my boards for it. It's it's a lot. And when you're on the biggest stage and there's a ton of scrutiny, there wasn't a ton of scrutiny and everyone was very kind about my play-by-play call and I thank them for that. But on Monday night football there's going to be a ton of scrutiny and they need to get things right. I think Fowler and Herb Street are a good choice. I don't want them taken away from, from, from college football. And I want people to realize that what they would be doing would be difficult. But I, my thesis statement is no one turns off football in America because of the announcers. And even if you mute it, you're still going to watch it. So for me, it, it doesn't matter as much. Like I, I'm struggling with how much money CBS is paying Tony Romo. Now, if you're Tony Romo, get your paper. I'm all for it. I just don't know how CBS can justify that when they're doing cutbacks in other areas. It it seems like, oh, so you paid $18 million for an analyst. Cool. A year? And I understand the players looking at that and being like, wait, what? He doesn't play anymore? He's going to make more money doing this than he did playing quarterback. Not just football, but quarterback. So we'll see what they end up doing. There was more change, and this is also courtesy of Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. Our buddy, Charles Davis, is now going to replace Dan Fouts at CBS. So Fouts was working on the secondary team with Ian Eagle, who is one of the best play-by-play guys in the business. That leaves... The second chair open on Fox with Kevin Burkhart. 
And that's where we get to have a little bit of fun. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, after he retired, Jay Cutler was supposed to be the third person on that team. That it would be Kevin Burkhart, Charles Davis, and Jay Cutler. I watched why well, used to, I don't actually haven't watched this season of Very Cavalry at all. And I think that Jay might still be stuck in the Bahamas. I think that's where he was before the pandemic happened and they like closed their borders and stuff. But let's go, Fox. Let's go. Because you're not going to get Greg Olson, at least for another year, because Greg Olson is going to play football with Russell Wilson this year out in Seattle. That says to me that you only have one choice. If you want to get some of that sweet quarterback nectar that every every network has to have as their analyst, may I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, Jay Cutler. Now tell me you wouldn't tune in for that. So, Jay, what did you think about that play? Don't care. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.